Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast, where we write short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. We're your hosts, Christina Kishwa and Cassie Soliday. And we're back! Yay! Hello! <laughs> so last time we were all together, I dared Christina to write a story about the end of the world. Ooh. I did. <laughs> I mean, you'll see. I'm not going to give any, you know, pre... What? No no pre-talk on no this pre- one? No pre-talk, because it's not going to be exactly... I keep leaning back. I'm sorry. It's it's not going to be probably what you think of. Oh, my God. I can't wait, because I I hope it's, like, beyond my wildest dreams. (laughs) Because my favorite thing is when we take themes and, like, have the essence, but do something completely new and fresh. I know. I love doing that. So I'm so excited to what you will surprise all of us with. Finger guns, finger guns. He's doing finger guns. I wonder if this is in the story. What do you think, guys? <laughs> Comments in, down below. No, that's too big. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Are you ready? Here we go with the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, my roommate Lola said, as if it were supposed to give me clarity. It muddied things. She's supposed to be my friend. She's not. Friends are not a luxury I get to have anymore. She gets up from the couch and fills her glass with more red wine. It is the end of the world. She rolls her eyes. What does she know? I look down at my phone. I can't help but let my jaw drop again. I can't believe I did that. I have to say it out loud. I can't believe I did that. Is this something I could get arrested for? She smiles at me like she pities me. You're an idiot. It's gonna be fine. Here, have a drink. She goes to the fridge and grabs a Coke. She opens it and pours it in her half-full wine glass. I look at her confused. She shrugs and takes a sip. What? It tastes like sangria. If I wasn't wallowing in the end of the world, I would try some of the soda sangria. If I hadn't sent... What I did. If I hadn't done what I did, I think about the devastation about to be wrought on my life. And not only my life, but his too. My boss. Mr. Pinky, we called him. A real son of a bitch rat bastard. But still my boss. This is why group texts shouldn't exist. Especially for work. My phone buzzes. I can't bring myself to pick it up. I look at Lola. She rolls her eyes and sits next to me, almost spilling her soda sangria all over me. She looks at my phone. She smiles and hands it back to me. It's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new one. My screen lights up over and over again as picture texts come pouring in. We have 40 people in this group text. 40 people who work under Mr. Pinky. 28 of those people are women. I call him Mr. Pinky because he had a small, thin dick. 
I knew he had a small thin dick because he once sent me an unsolicited dick pic and then threatened my job if I told anyone. He used something akin to the classic Hollywood line, You'll never work in this town again! It especially fit since he was a Hollywood film producer, who it seemed had sent pictures of his Mr. Pinky to every woman in the office at one time or another. Tonight, after I accidentally sent his dick pic to the group chat of my coworkers, I thought I'd be fired and asked to leave the industry and the city of Los Angeles immediately. But now, a wide smile breaks out on my face as I see I'm not only not alone in this, but I have a full support system to back me up. I just busted up Mr. Pinky's world using his own dick pic. I look at Lola and nod my head toward her soda sangria. Could I get one of those? The end. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> this is amazing. You're right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think we need to give a lot of context to this. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen the news. However, so a few months ago in Hollywood, Weinstein was outed as a sexual predator, having basically power played so many people, women, men, like, but especially women, yes. actresses, assistants, and so... That's kind of led to other people feeling the safety of coming forward and mm-hmm. telling their truths. And now people are starting to learn the truths about some some other people that they, yeah. you know, trusted. It's just amazing. It's, it's a crazy dominoes effect happening right now. Um, and yeah, I thought at first I started writing it. From the perspective of a Hollywood producer, not in this situation, but like just in general, like something bad, like something was happening that they didn't like that they thought was the end of the world. And I wanted it to be like, it's the end of the world, but it's Hollywood. So it's not, you know, it's not actually the end of the world, but they're going to act like it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, no, let's take a step back and let's think about like what's going on, what's prevalent right now. And if, yeah, I was just thinking about, like, the issue of sexual harassment in Hollywood and seeing it from a perspective of someone who's in my position as an assistant. Um, I never have had an issue at work, thank goodness, but it's interesting to see it from that side instead of, like, you know the actress or the model or whatever. Um, Cause it also happened to assistants and other producers and other directors and other women in the industry who weren't actors. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, well, it's not cool, but <laughs> the, the process of you using it as inspiration is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you really capture the anxiety um, that comes with being an assistant and then, like, really heightened it in this scenario because, I mean, receiving a, receiving a dick pic is like, what do I do with that? Like, yeah, 
like, can I tell someone? If I tell someone, like, what's going to happen? Right. So, like, you would totally keep that to yourself. Yes. And probably hold a lot of shame over it. Because, yeah. like, what the hell did I do <laughs> to make you send yeah. this to me? You're, like, you feel guilty. Well, you feel, you feel victimized. But then you feel guilty or you feel wrong because you must have done something to make have this happen to you you know and that's that's just victims that's just what happens when you're a victim of anything um especially like you know sexual related you know it's interesting that you know in most cases the person who sends a picture like that doesn't feel shame right, it's exactly. the person receiving it oh yeah all of the pain goes to whoever is being um it's being done upon and that's a power play it's all power it's all um manipulation um what can i get away with because i'm in this position it's it's bullshit Mm -hmm. so and i'm happy that things are coming to light yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) i also thought it was interesting that the roommate like was kind of power playing a little bit too like mm-hmm. who the frick puts like coke in their wine so, <laughs> however i do want to try it now um it's so good it's one of my favorite things actually what yeah i do it all the time that's it's, so cool and i thought it was interesting yeah like lola she's kind of like i think i think of lola even though we don't learn about it in the story i think of lola as this like as an actress or something and who is just like what up about everything but also like she's like knows everything's gonna be fine and it is kind of a power play yeah she's like making this weird drink <laughs> while her roommate's like flipping out because she's like and that's her way of also trying to calm her down it's just like if i don't freak out maybe she won't freak like she'll stop freaking out mm-hmm. and it turned out you know she was right lola was right and also, you should try that drink because it's good. <laughs> it tastes like sangria. We'll have to like drink it on our next record. Yes. <laughs> the other thing about that, though, with Lola, like you, like you said, you don't. We don't learn a lot about her, but yet it speaks so many volumes mm-hmm. with the actions you chose to include. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, like in like kind of hearing the backstory of Lola being an actor, it's like. Well, yeah, you to, you're very in control of your body and what you do, and you can kind of manage yourself. Right. And obviously, when you're around someone freaking out, the it's usually like one person freaks out, they balance each other yes. out, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I could see all of those things supporting, uh-huh. you know, into the story. Yeah, I thought it was a cute little thing. A cute, but <laughs> like with some bite? <laughs> yes, of course. That's what I try. I mean, that's how I try to be cute with somebody. That's usually my M.O. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to share about the story? Um, no, I, I just am, um, we're in a time right now in the industry. We're both women in this industry, and um, I think that, like, all Hollywood movies, it's all just, like, a glamorized version of the horrors that are actually happening in, like, real life. Um, not that the the things that have happened to these women in the industry are any less valid, but it's just, like, I just hope that even though these things make headlines, 
people realize that even worse things are happening in everyday life for normal people. And I think that we need to take this and champion it into changing everything and saving every woman, everyone who's being victimized every day. So that's my spiel. I completely 100% (laughs) 110% agree. Can I agree a thousand percent? Yes. I agree. That's quantifiable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, wait, do we have a guest next week? We have a guest next week. We have a special guest next week. We're not going to give her a dare because she has her... We're going to let her decide what she wants to write. (laughs) Yeah. Some people don't like when they're like, dare to write something. They're like, I dare you to write this. And they're like, with what time? Right. (laughs) No. um, We will have my dear friend Olivia Hill. She is a stand-up comedian here in LA. And um, she's funny and hilarious. And she is going to be reading her own little story next week. And we'll discuss it with her. And then she's gonna dare you yeah she's gonna give me a dare yes she is yeah i don't think it's fair that we can't dare her but she can dare us um i think that i don't know i have nothing to say to that <laughs> just like shut it <laughs> shut right, it down fine. you're rude the version of you in my head is so rude <laughs> okay. sorry it's disgust from inside out oh my gosh i could see that connection <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you next week. Bye! Sometimes it's a jammy bit of jam, and sometimes it's a failure. But we have a first draft of a story we didn't have before. What will you write next? We dare you to write your own short story based on the theme... The End of the World. Like this episode? Share it! Like us on social media or write us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more like-minded writers like you. Follow us on Facebook at Jammies Bits of Jam Podcast and Twitter at Jammies Bits. Jammies Bits of Jam is produced by Christina Kishma and Cassie Soliday. Music by Grace Sai. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing you have, your voice. <laughs>